Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. Fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. And, Why and, fuck them all? See, have headphones. Understand. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it, right? You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. We're, right, we We're literally... We are on <laughs> We're on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner! And the fat man. He says, man... You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up this <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm your host, Mark Pulos, as always. It's good to have you back. Uh, today on the podcast, I uh, so I've been a comic for about 15 years, and... Uh, kind of one of the stereotypes in the business is that uh, a lot of comedians uh, smoke marijuana and uh, I actually am not one of those comics I never really got into it Um, uh, funny enough I've actually only done it four times in my entire life Um, twice um, I tried smoking it and twice I uh, I ate it in like a food form and uh i just thought it'd be funny to tell those four stories because they're all uh ridiculous in their own right but uh so i was probably about 23 uh i think it was my second or third tour up in canada and uh marijuana up in canada is like tobacco you know everybody's got it on them and everybody smokes it and um it's just always so funny there was a a comic up in canada named uh i think his name was mike mike mcdonald and uh he used to do this joke about the differences between drugs in canada and drugs in america he's like in canada um if you're standing outside of a hotel room or a hotel you know sharing a joint with your friends and the cops drive by they'll just be like you know come on why don't you take it around back all right and he's like in america you know you can be standing on the street outside of a bar having a joint you know and a police officer comes up and it's like what are you doing it's, i was just smoking this i mean it's like half a joint here shots fired <laughs> you know so there's obviously a uh, quite a divide between the countries but uh so when I got up there, like every second of the day, every part of the week, every comic I worked with, they were all smoking weed and they were all trying to get me to do it. And, and I just didn't want to, like, I wasn't scared or anything like that. I just didn't, it didn't appeal to me. And then, uh, I think one of, one of the last days that I was up in Canada, um, one of the comics wife came to the show and she brought uh brownies and she said they were like left over from a bake sale with their kids or something like that so she was like you know here are these uh these brownies so um 
there's one thing I don't shy away from, and that is treats. I'm a treat hound. Um, you know, that'd be called my drug of choice is, uh, is cookies and sweets. I, uh, so they put the brownies down. They're like, you know, everybody helped themselves or whatever. So I took one of the brownies and I took a bite out of it and, uh, and it tasted horrible. It was, you know, it didn't have much of a chocolatey flavor to it. And it was kind of, um, it tasted dry and like crunchy. And, um, I made a comment to another one of the comics. I was like, man, I just, I don't know if I can finish this brownie. Like, I don't, I don't want to be mean, but um, this thing fucking tastes like shit, you know? And he was like, oh, don't hurt her feelings. You know, she, she bakes like gluten free and, and replaces like items with healthier things. He's like, just try to finish it up. It'll be good for you. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I got done with the brownie and I'm just sitting there and, and, uh, it turned out this whole thing was set up like to get me to do marijuana. Like the brownies were pot brownies, obviously. And, uh, so I finished up the brownie and I'm just sitting there and everybody's just kind of staring at me and I'm like, what? And the lady goes, enjoy your ride. And that's exactly when I knew that I just eaten a pot brownie and I just, I kind of started freaking out. I was like, what the fuck's going to happen? They're like, just relax and enjoy it. And I'm like, oh my God. So flash forward, like maybe an hour or two. And, uh, I'm just sitting in the bar, uh, staring at, uh, the jukebox, watching the, the songs change and the music and stuff. And, uh, I feel like everybody just kind of forgot about me, you know, cause it took so long for the stuff to kick in. Like the show was over, people had left and there weren't that many people left hanging out in the bar. And I'm just standing over by the, the, uh, the jukebox staring at it. And, uh, it finally wore off, but I, I kind of, you know, thinking back on that, I'm like, man, that was kind of a dick move, you know, you know, I'm somebody that said, I don't really want I don't really want to do it. I don't want to smoke weed. I just kind of want to do my own thing. And these ba- these people basically drugged me, you know. But I don't know, man. I guess that's a horrible way to think about it. But uh, I was kind of pissed off about it for a while. Um, but it was quite a quite a bit time later that I ever did it again, and. Uh, the second time was kind of a cooler story because I was hanging out with uh, Casey Corbin and uh, Rory Scovel, who uh, who's the star of uh, that new TBS show, Ground Floor. He's the guy with the beard and the long hair that works down in the in the depths of the office. He's such a funny guy, man, and such a cool guy. And we were hanging out together, and we were working on the, uh, this web series called The Apartment. And uh, Rory and Casey, they got some really good weed from uh, British Columbia. And I guess it was really strong or whatever. So they were kind of goading me into do it and whatever. So I took a couple hits off of the thing. And then they were so high that <laughs> they thought it would be hilarious to record a director's commentary for the apartment, this web series. So they're just like having the episode play and they're recording like they're 
their voices like doing director's commentary and truthfully <clears throat> truthfully i don't even know how they were going to piece that together but so they're going back and forth with all this silliness on the computer and whatever and the whole time i'm just staring at the curtains you know and after about 40 minutes they turned around and they were like oh my god they're like i think mark's dying <laughs> and i was like and they're just trying to get through to me they're like are you all right and i'm like i don't know man i'm like those curtains are coming at me man you know but it was you know just a weird scenario um <clears throat> the other two times that i did it i did it with uh my friend joe cocazello who's uh He's the stoner from Stoner and the Fat Man, the tour that we do together. So it's pretty obvious that the, the other two times would be with him. I uh, The first time that we did it together, we were, uh, I think, in Denver. And we were working at this club called uh, Wits End in Denver. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, right at that time, marijuana actually became kind of legal in Colorado. Um, they had these dis dispensaries and, and all this kind of stuff. So it was really prevalent there like it was up in Canada. So um, the guy who was the bartender, uh, I feel like we covered this story in like one of the Stoner and the Fat Man podcasts. But uh, the bartender had a son who was like 20 or something like that, and he was like the head cook in the back, and they were big into marijuana and stuff. And, you know, they, they I guess, would come over to the apartment that they would have the comics set up in, and they would, you know, give them free drugs and, and smoke weed with them and stuff like that. So they came over to the uh, the condo where we were staying, and and Joe and them were kind of getting it going and uh this kid that was the head of the kitchen he's like uh well now that we've we've done the child's play he's like let's take it up a notch so he pulls out because like if you don't know much about marijuana like you know you can either eat it in food uh you can roll up a joint in paper or they have these things called uh bowls or uh or one hitters so they uh <laughs> so he pulls so he pulls out um he pulls out his bowl and it literally looked like a trombone and he's like dumping weed into the front of it and i was like this just seems like a ridiculous amount of marijuana i'm like why are we doing this so they convinced me to to take a couple hits off of it or whatever and uh oh man and so you know i just i started freaking out again and i'm just like i decided after that i'm like why why do i keep doing this because it's never i never have a fun time i'm like I'm always freaking out. I'm getting paranoid. I think everybody's trying to attack me. I was like, how is this fun for anybody, you know? 
but you know joe's always like you got to get you know you got to get past this stage you know you got to do it six seven more times then it'll settle into your system and it's like i don't know if i wanted to settle into my system you know like i don't want to get to that point where it's just like a common thing in my life you know it's it's fine for other people i just it hasn't gotten its hooks into me and uh the last time that uh i did it <laughs> i think it was probably the funniest story out of all of them we were in uh laughlin nevada and we were working at uh, the edgewater casino and uh obviously nevada is really close to california where weed is also pretty much legal they have a lot of dispensaries and that kind of stuff so they uh we were doing the shows and a lot of nice people and this lady came up to us after the show and she was in like a little motorized little rascal and uh joe and her were talking about weed and uh they were talking about different kinds of weed and and uh she was talking about all the other cool stuff that they got going on in california like that they have these stores where you can get lollipops that get you high and you can get um you know pieces of candy that have weed in it and all this kind of stuff and she had uh a couple candy bars that i guess were somehow infused with weed or thc or something like that so she gave one of the candy bars to joe and uh we were just sitting around <laughs> hanging out in his room we were kind of like throwing ideas about uh doing another podcast or trying to figure out exactly what we wanted to do for our next podcast or whatever and and he's like oh my god dude this would be hilarious he's like let's both eat a square of this chocolate and then we'll tape a podcast while we're high and i was like you know first of all from like the last three times that i did it i know that i wasn't gonna have a good time I'm like, this is not going to be a good time. I understand that I'm... But then a small part of me was like, I love doing this podcast, and I love bringing new and different things to this podcast. You know, I like to kind of push the boundaries of recording audio, like where we can record it and, and do that kind of stuff. So um, I was like, this might be a really good idea. You know, because we had done... Before this, we had done the drunken podcast where we were drunk, and we did the one on the side of the Grand Canyon, and uh, the one inside Yellowstone, and the one in uh, live in the hot tub, and all this stuff. And I'm like, God, we're just we're doing so many innovative things. Like, this might be cool for the podcast. So I'm like, All right, let's give it a try. So we both take a square of the chocolate and we eat it. And the lady told us you're going to only need one square because it's very strong. So we were like, I go, no matter how long it takes to kick in, I'm just doing one square. If it doesn't kick in, then I'm done. Like I'm not going to eat half a bar of chocolate and then six hours from now, all of it kicks in and I don't have any pants on and I'm standing in the middle of the street. Like I'm not doing that, you know, because we always joke too, that maybe I shouldn't get high, like really high, you know, because if the munchies kicked in, they might not be able to stop me, you know, like somehow I would become the real cookie monster, you know, I'm just 
busting through grocery stores across the country gobbling up all their cookies so um so we take the squares and uh, we get everything set up for the podcast and uh and we're just kind of sitting there and we're watching uh you know i think he was showing me different things on his computer like different funny like cartoons and things he had found on the internet joe's a huge fan of like youtube videos and finding the next like the next youtube thing so he's showing me all these youtube things that he thought are amazing and uh we're just sitting there and all i remember is uh we were watching uh I think it was like a reel of people falling down. Like it was a bunch of compilation videos of people falling down. And there was at one point a lady was going out to her car and it was icy and she fell on her butt and then she slid like 20 feet under a car. And I thought that was the funniest thing that had ever happened in the entire world. I was laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe. And that was the moment that I realized that the square of chocolate had kicked in 100%. So we're like, podcast time. So hit the record, grab the mics, and we just start doing this podcast. And I don't really remember it that much. So we're talking about lasers and space flight. Um, we're talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson and how worlds live inside little specks of dust and how much we love each other and uh, how amazing it is that we're friends and, you know, how short life is and you, and you have to keep those those friends close and 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 just keep them in your lives and and uh just this really deep weird ridiculous conversation and at the time i wasn't really thinking like you know this is going to be an amazing thing to listen back to you know it's because joe's an old hat at the weed so it's like he probably sounded the exactly the same but i think the funniest part of that podcast was me high because I was really high and I was off the rails. So we were just sitting there talking about all this crazy stuff. And then I went off the deep end. Like I got so paranoid and I was freaking out and I couldn't, I couldn't stop freaking out. And I just like stood up because we were in Joe's hotel room at this point, And I just stood up and I was like, Oh my God, Joe, I got to get out of here. These walls are closing in on me. And he's like, dude, settle down, settle down. He's like, just sit down and relax. And I'm like, no, I got to get out of here. I got to be in my own room. I got to be by myself. So I stormed out of his room. So I'm, I'm, heading down the hallway like just freaking out that every door in the hallway is trying to eat me i i get in the elevator and i remember what floor i'm on and then i get off the elevator and i'm standing there at the end of the hallway of this giant hotel and it looks like the hallway goes on for a million miles and i just stood there at the end of the hallway and I could not for the life of me remember what hotel room I was in. We'd been staying in this hotel for like a week and a half. I could not remember what hotel room I was in. But then, for whatever reason, I remembered that I texted my room number to Joe that morning so he could come and stop by and we could go to breakfast together. 
And that's what like makes me laugh to this day is that I was so high I couldn't remember my hotel room. However, I could remember that I texted my hotel room to Joe earlier that day, which helped me find my hotel room. And I was just like, this is completely ridiculous. Like, anyways, so I get in my room, I get in, I relax, you know, the, the high mellows, and then everything's fine. So I wake up the next day and uh, call Joe on the phone, and I'm like, I go, dude, tell him what happened about the phone and the hotel room and I couldn't figure anything out or whatever and then I'm like dude I cannot wait to listen to that audio I'm like it has got to be amazing I'm like I don't remember much about it but I remember it was really strange and it was really emotional and it has to be hilarious and Joe goes he goes I hate to break it to you, man. He goes, I didn't even hit the record button. <laughs> I was so high, I forgot to hit the record button. So we recorded an entire podcast high, and the thing wasn't even taping. So I think that in and of itself is the best part of that whole fucking story, that we were recording a high podcast, but we were so high that we didn't even hit record. So that's the power of weed. I, uh, but it's just, you know, it's something I've lived with my entire life, you know, because my brother, you know, he was a big fan of the stuff and hung with a lot of people that did it. And, and it was just kind of around, you know, for my whole life. And I can't really explain why I never got into it with the being a comedian and my brother and the people that I ran with. I should have been like the biggest fan and the biggest pothead of it. Uh, and you know thinking back it's like the only thing that I can put my finger on is just I just couldn't get over the whole inhaling thing you know and I don't know why like I it's just weird but like when I when I started drinking in college um, I had a big thing about making sure I mediated what I drank because I just had this real fear of like getting out of control you know like drinking way too much that I would black out and do things that I couldn't remember and I guess getting high or doing certain drugs I was just always worried about losing control and not having control of myself and and I think I've just always had that my whole life being as big as I am I know that like if I got really high and somehow it turned bad and I and I was just freaking out like it would take like nine or ten people to probably subdue me if I was using my full strength to freak out, you know. I would be like the fucking Hulk, you know. People would have to throw ropes over me like, uh, you know, King Kong and try to take me down. Because you think like a five foot six dude is going to be able to take me down when I'm like just full beast mode you know just busting through doors and knocking furniture over so it's just always been one of those things where i'm like you know i do enough stupid shit like i should probably just stay away from from any of that stuff because you know it's like with anything whether it's drinking or drugs or you know, it's, it gets to that point where it's just like that one bad decision, you know. It can change your life, you know. How many stories have you heard out of there of people that, you know, they have three drinks and they're like, well, you know, 
I'm only four blocks from home. I can make it home. And then they kill somebody on the way home. You know, it's just, you got to take precautions and you got to, you know, try to, try to mediate the damage and keep yourself safe and keep the people around you safe. But, uh, I'm not going to lie that, uh, the beginning parts of getting high for me were really good. And I don't know why I would, I keep going off the deep end halfway through it. You know, maybe it's something Joe said, you know, if you keep doing it, it settles in and, and it gets to be really good. But, you know, being a father and, and married now, it's like, I doubt that I'll ever get to that point now. But, uh, who knows? Life is short, man. Somebody might, uh, give me a pot lollipop and, uh, I'll be downstairs trying to build a fort with the uh, lobby furniture. You never know. But uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning into my podcast. Um, I love doing it, and I'm glad you guys enjoy it. Um, check it out on Podbean and iTunes. Um, check out my live streaming radio off my website at largedrunkman.com. It's got all my uh, updated dates on there. And, uh, yeah, come see me do live comedy if you never have. And uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows. Super News presents the Master Debaters. Tonight, marijuana and crystal meth will master debate about drugs. Three, two, one, master debate. I guess I'll start by saying that I think there are good drugs and bad drugs. And it's time we started differentiating between the two. Exactly. We're good drugs, man. So let's stop the insanity, you know, and finally legalize crystal meth. That's a horrible idea. Well, no, but but for medical reasons, of course. Medical meth? Yeah, man. If the doctors say it helps cure gout, then why not let grandma... Gack out on some tweak, you know? Okay, no doctor has ever said that. So, did you hear that? Do you hear that right now? Oh my God, what is that? What is that? Oh God, wait, no, that, that's my heart. That's my heart. Wow, that's loud. You're made out of battery acid and drain cleaner. Hey man, can I trust you? Because I think the government's against me. They should be. The CIA has an army of spies watching me 24-7. And that's why I hide in the bushes in front of my house every night with a steak knife. Folks, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Meth makes you paranoid and crazy, unlike pod, which is totally safe. Safe? That stuff takes away your motivation. I mean, do you even have a job like me breaking down boxes at the Safeway 17, 18 hours a day? No, you don't. <coughs> okay, hold on a second. I need water. It's quick water. Come on, bro. Look, don't you want to have sex with strangers in truck stop bathrooms for money? How great does that sound? Oh, God, my tooth fell out. Don't you want to go to a fish concert? No! Nobody wants to go to a fish concert! No one wants to suck trucker d***s for money. And I thought you were cool. You were the gateway drug! Hey, come on. I'm still illegal on a federal level. See, okay, the states made me legal, but the federal government and the EPA were like... Wait, no, the DEA was... The CIA is behind everything! Them and the Masons! And it's all connected, bro! And they're always watching us, so there ain't nothing we can do! Because they know everything! You get what I'm saying? Wait, what were we talking about?
I need to borrow $25,000 from you or someone what? you know. Why do you... Can you make that happen? No, I absolutely not. I need you to burn down my sister-in-law's house tonight. What? Tonight. And it's got to be tonight. Why, why does it have to be tonight? And I can't explain anything else to you. Okay, I should just let you talk because well, you're sort of digging look, your own grave Are you going to help me or not? I think I won. Yeah, pretty sure I won. Do another one here. This is my version of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. A little different, though. We had to bring it up into the 90s, you know, somewhat. It's now called Marijuanaville. It goes like this. Rolling my homegrown. Smoking a big bone. Look at that ganja covered with oil. Oh, my God. Using my tweezers. Got pot in the freezer. Whoa! Made a new pipe out of aluminum foil. Wasted away again in Marijuanaville. Searching for my roach clip on a rope. On a rope! On a rope! On a rope! Some people claim that there's a woman to blame. It's all this damn dope Don't know the reason Stayed here all season Maybe that tie stick was a way bit too strong But I got a real beauty A Colombian doobie Okay baby, come on man And soon I'll be up on my way Stash I had hidden at home. Put it into a blender. And soon it will render. These little fudge brownies that help me get stone. Wasted away again in Marijuanaville. Come on, you guys, sing along with you know the word. Searching for my Claim I 
I sound like Dylan when I'm stuck.